Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace with Michael Gear and your host for the next half an hour, Harness Racing, to talk all things about the great code, get some info on some of our new Group 1 performers here in New South Wales. It was Regional Championships Week last week. We went Bathurst, Wagga. Newcastle then into town at Menangle for the four Group 1s and they were spread around a touch. We had two ownership, one ownership group in two of the races but some of them to trainers and drivers who we don't often get a chance to see at the Group 1 level. We've already covered off last Wednesday at Bathurst where Amanda Turnbull was able to increase her Group 1 tally, but we went to Wagga at the Riverina Paceway on Friday and we saw a relatively new name to the absolute top class Group 1 racing win when Rock and Roll Runner justified its very hot favouritism for trainer David Kennedy and his right-hand man and outstanding driver Jackson Painting. I believe Jack is on the phone with us now. Good morning to you, Jack. Yeah, Mick, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm, I'm good. Probably not as good as you because I didn't drive a Group 1 winner on Friday. So excuse my ignorance. Is that your first Group 1 success? Yeah, mate, that was my first uh, Group 1 success. How did that feel? Yeah, mate, that was probably one of the best feelings you'll ever have in your life, I reckon. Tell us about that for those people who are listening to this who don't ride or drive horses and why does Group 1 matter so much? Because you drive a lot of winners. Is it a case that it sort of is a life goal or it legitimises your career. Why does G1 matter more than G2? Well, I guess it's what everyone's in the game for, really. That's what we all strive to get that Group 1 victory. And, yeah, to, to get it was a bit surreal, but, you know, it was an unreal feeling and, yeah, something I'll never forget. Lots of our listeners would see your name in the form guides and at the TAB a lot, Jack. Um, you obviously work or have worked in the past for David Kennedy, so he's told me in the past that you do a lot of work with these horses, so it's it's almost a training partnership. Yeah, that's right, mate. Dave's my uncle. Um, yeah, we more or less work in partnership for sure. Yeah, we do everything together, and yeah, to get that first group one with him as a trainer, that was yeah, made it even better, so yeah, no, it was awesome. All right, Jack, for those who don't know much about you, um, how old are you now and roughly, because I'm sure you probably don't know exactly, how many winners have you had? Yeah, um, 35 I am, Mick. Um, not 100% sure on the winners, but I'd say somewhere around the 600. That's a big total. Is it a case that driving is part of the operation for you because you obviously don't get a chance to come into town very often it's hard to get horses good enough to take that far or is driving the main thing you love about racing and the training's a side thing uh yeah i, I do love driving Mick. that yeah i really enjoy that but yeah i get a kick out of like the horses that me and dave um train sort of together it's, it's awesome to see them win and like you're here every day with them hands on so yeah, I do enjoy both sides, but yeah, I probably do enjoy the driving a little bit more. Okay, for those who don't know more about Rock and Roll Runner, it's owned by its co-breeder in Kylie Kennedy. So David's the trainer. I take it she is a relation. Yeah, that's um, Dave's wife, Kylie. So yeah, only Kylie for me. So yeah, no, she was pretty pumped up as well on Friday. So yeah, no, it was even better that it was sort of train-driven and owned by yeah the same 
same, same family. Well, the great thing, Jack, is that it was only five o'clock on Friday afternoon. Usually in harness racing, if you win a Group 1, it's night time. By the time you get back to the stables and unload the horses, it's, it's midnight. This might have given you a chance to go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah, no, we, um, we had a few on um, Friday night, but I just had my first um, daughter early last week, so she didn't really want to come to the party. So I didn't have a real big one Friday, but we made up for it on Saturday and Sunday, that's for sure. So, hold on, this is a pretty big news update. You're a new dad. Yeah, yeah, new dad. Uh, early, um, yeah, about 10 days ago, so she might be my good luck charm. Well, tell us more. Does, does your new daughter have a, a new name yet? Yeah, no, little Millie Jane. So, um, yeah, she was on track, which made it even better. So, yeah, no, I was, I was wrapped about that. Mate, that must be a remarkable feeling to get your first group one with a family horse for your auntie Kylie and little Millie Jane's on track for this. This is um, this is the sort of week people dream of. Yeah, no, they say they reckon when you have a kid, you'd run into a bit of luck for a while. So I've definitely had that. So you know, I'll take it while I can. Let's talk about Rock and Roll Runner because he is well named. He looks a runner, as so many of the stock of Rock and Roll Heaven can be. He looks to have a bit of a trick to him. He, he seems to get his head on the side a bit. I, I presume he's one of those very fast horses who. Um, is still developing mentally. Yeah, that's he. Um, his point to point speed is just unbelievable. Um, he is a little green little bugger though. Like he never raced as a three year old, but he done all his racing as a two year old. Then he had a few little issues, and we put him aside, especially for this race, sort of yeah, twelve to eighteen months ago. Um, so that made it sort of even better with the plan coming off when we sort of set him that far out. Um, yeah, he just he's a typical heaven bloke. He sort of got a little tri- few tricks to him, but yeah, no, he's got a lot of talent. What happens to a horse like him now? Because often, I know this is a family-owned horse, but often it's hard to keep them in the Riverina once they win these type of races because obviously um, the better stakes are going to be in town. So do we see him come to Menangle at some stage? Yeah, well, he'll obviously go there Saturday night for the state final and then not too sure what those plans are. We possibly could look towards Queensland and then... I think Harness Race New South Wales have come out with a new four-year-old Breeders' Challenge series this year, so that possibly, that'll possibly probably be his next main target after this Saturday night, I'd imagine. OK, you mentioned the state final. It's really hard to line up all this form. Um, I, looked at, I watched all the finals last week, and I'm not sure. Where do you see yourself sitting in that, that state lineup for the big final this week? Um, just going off the Group 1 he went around in, three weeks before the four- and five-year-old championships. He ran fourth in there. It's like, um, yeah, Ideal Dan and J.O.K. and them kind of horses, and he was only beaten sort of nine metres. Off, they're probably the, not far off the benchmark in the state. So I think probably, I think he probably is the best-ranked horse in the state final for sure. How do you think he's going to handle the trip to Menangle? Because once the gate gets rolling there, there's not much time to think about life. Yeah, no, he'll... Um, He'll love, he'll love it up there. That nothing sort of worries him too much. Now he's sort of um, done a little bit of travelling as a two-year-old, and he he seems to be getting better and better all the time. He's a little bit fractious when we brought him back in the start of this prep. He's, he definitely is settling down a lot now. It's a, pl- a proud harness racing region up there at Wagga, and and the people in the Riverina love their harness horses. Do, do you think there's going to be a little bit of parochialism? Like, is there a few people around? who would love to see you guys 
brought off on Saturday night and, and beat the people from Bathurst and the, the boys and girls from town and, of course, those ones from Newey because uh, it is a pretty proud region there when you talk to the people from the Riverina. Yeah, no, 100%. Like the amount of calls and messages we've had over the last yeah, two or three days has just been unbelievable and everyone just wishing us luck for Saturday night. So I think we'll have the whole area behind us for sure. How much driving have you done at Menangle, Jack? Uh, yeah, I've done a fair bit. Look, Dave's sort of always had a nice horse always in the stable, so we do sort of get up there a little bit. It was just a little bit hard because it's a 12-hour round trip, but, um, yeah, when we got the right horses, we sort of head up there. Okay, how do you break a trip like that up? Do you come up the day before? Do you come up really early in the morning? Because six hours is a long time on a float if you're going to be racing at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, it all depends on sort of what kind of horse we've got. But lately we sort of do head up the night before and Dave and myself are really good mates with Jared Alton. So we normally get a box off him and just let him settle in for the night. We just found it's a lot more easier on the horses and they seem to definitely race a little bit better because they're six hours on a float up there. They sort of nearly ran a race before they even go around. All right, you've also had um, some other success over the weekend. You were second in the consolation of this race. You are... You won um, the Clive Anderson pace the other night with She's a Caribbean. We see your name around all the time in that region. Have you got a horse for us to follow? For the Sky Sport Radio listeners, Jack, is there a horse which they should put in their race tracker and might turn up in the next two or three weeks and give them a reason to have a responsible bet? Yeah, I bought a little Kiwi mare. Actually, she was really, really cheap. Um, Tiger Lou. Work's been... Um, sensational at home, so she'll probably go around on Friday at West Long, and yeah, I expect her to be pretty hard to beat the way she's working at home. Well, mate, it's a, a hell of an interesting time. Thank you for coming on and telling us. And we're thrilled that your your little daughter's arrived in the world. We're thrilled that she's such a good luck charm. I, I take it uh, now aged about two weeks old by Saturday night. She's not going to be making the trip to Menangle. Is she, is she that much of a good luck charm? Yeah, no, I, I said to my wife, I said, are you going to make the trip? She's got no hope and all that two hours to Wagga was enough for her the other <laughs> night, so I'll just be watching on TV. Oh, well, I'm sure one day she'll remember this and you guys can look at the the videos or the uh, the DVDs or whatever people are going to use in 20 years' time and replay it to her, mate. But congratulations on a remarkable week. Um, good luck on Saturday night, mate, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. No, no all good. Thanks very much for the call, mate. First Group 1 success for Jack, or Jackson, but Jack painting there with David Kennedy, his uncle involved, and they are heading to Menangle to the big dance for the state final this Saturday night. Waiting for them there will be Adam Regari, because he also had Group 1 success on Friday. We're going to talk to him after this break, because he took out the Hunter TRB Regional Championship. We're going to talk to him about his Group 1 success and his plans for Menangle this Saturday night. That's after the short break here on On The Pace. Racing HQ. Monday. Hunter's Postmortem. On The Pace. And Monday's Experts. Tuesday. Richard Callender. And Going Greyhounds. Wednesday. Matt Jones. Nathan Exelby. And the Sydney Metro Preview. Thursday. Chris Roots. And Jock Gologly. Friday. Ray Thomas. Shane O'Cass. The Putters Panel. And Finding Winners. Plus the Whip Around. Every morning. Start your race day with Dave Stanley and Racing HQ. For everything that's good about racing.
Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillscertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. Skipped breakfast? Oh, that. More importantly, Cookie, we get to Canterbury today. Where are we going? What are we doing? Well, this, so I'm, I've won last week. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, 2-1, yeah, yeah. granted, yeah. Um, and then I also got my tip up. Let's not forget to mention Oh, well, hang on, hang yeah. on, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on, Cookie. No, you've got to either well, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Well, I do give credit where credit's due. And you're just trying to brush over the outfield. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. Well done, Cookie. You, you did so do fine. very well last weekend. <laughs> that hurts him big time. <laughs> you should have seen like, that sad look that just oh, no, went all over in the dirt. <laughs> Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Great to hear from Jackson Painting there about his first Group 1 success on Friday afternoon. We rolled into Friday night where Adam Regari and Jack Callaghan got a Group 1 success with the Hunter final. And Adam, congratulations. Thank you for joining us this morning. How did Friday night feel? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mick. Um, yeah, that no, felt awesome. Great, great night. Good win. Horse went good, so I was, I was wrapped. Okay, we know your name. It's been round in harness racing for a while, so we asked Jack the same question. How many Group 1 successes have you had before? Yeah, that was my first Group 1 training success. I um, drove a winner for my grandfather back in 90, 2009, um, New York fashion, in one of the British Challenge finals. But, yeah, it's the first time I've trained a Group 1 winner. Well, mate, congratulations. It's a, it's a hell of an achievement. Um, now, this horse, Far Out Bro, has been with you for this year. Uh, initially, it didn't start with you. So talk us through how you got the horse, and I presume this race was the target most of the way along. Yeah, yeah. He he originally came up. There was a couple of good country series at the end of last year. Um, we, we sort of had sort of three races in mind. Uh, there was a race at Maitland called Leader City Pace, which he... He just went down under. He just went down in the in the final. Um, then we, we, there was a race at Tamworth we were sort of considering. Um, he was sort of getting a bit high up in the rankings, so we, we turned him out. Um, just targeted this uh, country series from after Maitland. Okay, he's absolutely turned up and bolted in. So I thought he was okay in the heat. I thought he was good, but he just looked like at a different level the other night. Was it a case that you guys had him exactly where you wanted him to? Then, of course... Jack drove him a treat. Yeah, I was very confident going into him. He's uh, he's a big sort of he's a big strong strong horse. He's but he's in saying that he's, he is pretty lazy. Sort of if you sort of just let him, he'll just do whatever he sort of he does. And Jack was able to just get through the heat, you know, as easy as he liked. And when you sort of stir him up and it's game time, he sort of steps up to another gear. Okay, let's talk about your training career. How many horses would you have in work up there in the Hunter region? I've got 12 at the minute. Um, so that's most sort of numbers I've had for, a, for a quite a while. Sort of only done it as a hobby coming into sort of this season and only of us used to sort of train three or four. Then um, numbers sort of started building and they're all sort of okay horses. So we just sort of kept letting them in. Okay, Adam, so if you're doing it for a hobby, what are you doing for walking around money? I, I take it you're, uh, you've got something else on the go? 
Oh no, I'm doing it full time now. I sort of was doing it as a hobby, and um, but that's that's it now. That keeps me busy enough. And a lot of people see the name Sloy's Company Propriety Limited, who obviously also won the Saturday final at Menangle. So um, we don't get a chance to talk to owners very often on the show. Who are Sloy's Company? Is it a bunch of people, a group of people, or one person? And uh, how did you get involved with them? Yeah, well, I guess it was all sort of um, Tony Cherry's um, family business. He was the sort of the top of the pyramid there with the Sloy's, I guess. Um, now, like any son, Darren, obviously run the business. Um, I got involved through one of their family members. They, he sent me a horse there a couple of years ago, and we done okay with it. And um, Tony sort of sent me a couple, and we sort of done had a bit of luck with them all, and just sort of fed on from there. As you mentioned, Far Out Bro is a nice, big, strong type of a horse. What do you make of him heading to Menangle for the state final on Saturday night? Yeah, well, I think he's he's got as good a chance as any if he gets the right sort of run and a bit of luck and luck in running and a barrier draw. Um, you know, they're all they're all good horses in the field, but um, you know he won't he won't run a bad race if he gets a bit of luck. He'll, you know, he'll he'll give it a good shot. Adam, you're racing today, or for your case, that's actually early evening. You're on the last on the card coming out of Newcastle again with Captain Dan. What sort of chance do you give him over the mile? Yeah, he's a he's the same. He's a sort of big, strong horse. He he races quite hard in his races, and he sort of he's just come on. He's only had a couple of runs back from a spell. He haven't been able to sort of drive him quite hard as he normally would like, just because his fitness level hasn't been there. But he's he's somewhere getting close to where he needs to be today. So I think he'll run a pretty good, pretty good race. Have you got a horse there, Adam, which our listeners can, I said before with Jackson, um, put into the Sky Tracker or ride up and stick on the fridge if they're of that era so people can have a bit heading forward? Because Newcastle's one of those form places, Adam, where sometimes a lot of the same horses race each other. So if you've got one you like, we we might sort of keep our eye out for it. Um, we've just had one come into the stable, come up from uh, the Forbes area. He's training quite good. Uh, he's called Got a Kick. He's going to run Friday night. At Newcastle, he's training. He's training. She just he's, he'll he'll win his few races along around our area. So yeah, he'll run on Friday night. Got a kick. Adam, what do you make of going to Menango on Saturday night? It's it's going to be quite an awesome feeling to getting the four different groups of people together in the same race for the state final. It's probably something we don't see very often. So I think there'll be a little bit of atmosphere there. Yeah, hopefully it's um, yeah, it's always fun going down there in the big smoke and hopefully we have a bit of luck. Well, mate, um, congratulations on your first Group 1 training success. You've now got the peer, the driving success, 13 years ago, mate. And, um, yeah, well done to you and to the connections of Far Out Bro. And thank you for joining us on the show this morning and telling us more about what's going on. Good luck today in the last awesome, at Newcastle. Thanks, Mick. Cheers, Bill. It's Adam Regari, so great to have his thoughts. It's interesting talking to new people and Jack Painting, first-time Group 1 winner. Uh, Adam Regari, second-time Group 1 winner and his horse, Far Out Bro, this is Friday night at Newcastle, was driven by Jack Callaghan. So a, uh, a, a new, uh, so a returning son, you would say, returning home to Newcastle to get the big success there. So and one of my favourite people to talk to on these shows each week is, is Kerry McDowell, because they have uh, some very smart horses, and I don't know many people who are more enthusiastic about their horses. So Kerry, it's nice to be talking to you again. Thank you for taking the time to join us this morning. Yeah, thanks, Mick. Nice to talk to you also. I appreciate you having me on. 
Okay, let's talk about Saturday night because I know you guys win quite a few races at Menangle, but it's different winning them on Saturday night when it's 20k and I bet you got a real buzz and probably a sore voice out of Major Obama in the second on the card on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, very exciting. I don't know if you can hear. I'm still a little bit husky this morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, he he's a beautiful horse. You know, um, you know, he's been great for our stable, but that was a a real thrill on Saturday night because uh, I know I was a bit concerned on the turn when he was sort of fall back on the pegs and I thought they're all going to come, you know, storming home. But uh, the sort of, you know, the run up the rail came, um, you know, and with Leighton's patience and that just sat there and, and waited for some options and then, you know, took the run and away he went. Sometimes television can be a bit tricky on horses. They look a bit bigger if they've got more gear or they're one of those horses who's geared up differently. But Major Obama looks a nice, big, long-striding, big lump of a lad. Yeah, he is. You know, um, being an art major, he's definitely, you know, got that nice, solid, strong strong build. Um, you know, and he's, he's a beautiful horse to drive. You know, he, he uh, he's definitely got a nice uh, engine there. And, you know, I know he's one of Leighton's favourites to drive and he's, he's also one of Colin's favourites too. You mentioned young Leighton Green, who's your claiming driver. He does a lot of driving for the barn. Um, is he a full-time employee there, or is he a, is he just helping you guys out on the race nights? Because he seems to be really developing as a driver. No, he's 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 full-time with us. He's you know he's a, a integral part of our team. You know he does um, a lot of driving for us, and especially the the claims. But um, you know a couple of our top horses as well. He gets on and drives when Colin's unavailable, and you know and and busy with Allied Express. So, but yeah, he's, he's a great young driver um, with a lot of potential and, and just seems to be getting out you know, with each drive and each year. Last time I spoke to you, Kerry, you were telling us that the stable had almost got a bit out of control. You had more horses around you than you probably thought you needed. I think it was I think it was about 23 last time we spoke. How many horses floating around the place now? Yeah, well, that hasn't improved. It's actually, we've got 30. <laughs> uh, 30 you, you, you're going the other way, Kerry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> When uh, uh, yeah, we've got some more staff in that here now as well, so it's sort of it's worked itself out ratio to to the horses and that. But when you've got a nice stable and you know you want to keep them going and they're performing, so you know you keep turning them over and 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 hope for more winners. All right, let's talk about tonight. We're heading to the nation's capital, Canberra, for a meeting which kicks off race one at just after six o'clock. In race two, you have All Star Magician for Leighton once again in the Sulky, and you've got Barrier One. Does he have the gate speed to use Barrier One? Well, he's he's a tricky horse. You know, he's very unreliable. He um, he has ability, uh, but it's whether or not he wants to you know put in and, and show up on the night. Um, you know. Barrier one, he he could lead uh, if he wanted to, but we sometimes don't like to expose him too early. Trying to keep him a little bit confused is better, so he's not um, switching off on us. So that'll be in Leighton's hands to see how he sort of gets out. And but you know, when you draw the one, you got to be out there up up the front with your best chance. A pretty nice horse you guys have is in this third on the card, Twilight Heaven. Look, she gets around. She's one of a whole bunch of different tracks, but um, clearly there's some speed there. Yeah, no, she is a nice little handy um, filly. She's, um, you know, that three-year-old crane that they've now introduced is really helping get her into the right races and, um, you, know, uh, you know, winnable races for her. So she's actually, you know, have um, been performing of late really well for us. So, 
you know, we think she's uh, a really good chance today, um, definitely. Nice little fields, the fifth on the card over the 2170. You guys have Picasso, and look, he's had 50 starts, he's won 50,000. So at the moment, Kerry, he's winning about $1,000 a start. Yeah, no, he's he's another nice horse of ours. He just, um, he's another big, big horse, but he's not um, sort of as solid as, as Major Obama. But, uh, you know, he's got ability as well. It's just sometimes, he, you know, can do things wrong. Um, but, you know, he's always a really good chance when he when he performs well. Okay, another good draw on the sixth on the card with King Can Dancer. Probably falls into the right type of race. I know it took a long time to win its maiden, but it's not a strong field, Kerry. You might be able to get a chance to go back to Becky. Yeah, no, we think so as well. She is a, a, is a good chance as well. She She's taken a while to sort of, um, you know, put it all together. Um, she was in the APG uh, final, and we were really happy with it. She only ran six, but we were really happy with her because she actually started to race you know she's a little filly that sort of runs with them um wasn't sort of running past them but she's now just starting to put it all together and and starting to be like a racehorse so yeah we think she's a a chance today as well now you got a scratching in the last race on the card but it was actually a trotter now i've seen your stable race for a lot of years now i haven't seen many trotters is this something new for you guys yeah, well, we've got, um, we've always, we had a, a, we still do have a, a mare, Frozen Fun. She was a brilliant trotter uh, back in her day, and um, she's she's our brood mare. So we breed with her, sort of, you know, um, sometimes she she slips or she doesn't get in foal. But when we do, we've had a nice um, couple of trotters out of her, you know, Maximizer and um, For the Love of Money. Um, so we've only sort of had the one in the stable, um, at one time, but we've got another little filly um, that she's a little bit tiny, so we've sort of turned her out and let her grow a little bit at the moment. That um, you know, hopefully she comes back, you know, a little bit better. But yeah, there's only usually about one trotter in our stable at a time. <laughs> That's probably one enough for most people, to be honest, Kerry. They can be a bit of a trick. Um, yes. Let's talk about the horses to follow because we know you love your horses. You're like the, the camp mother of the stable out there, and they're like all your now got 30 extra children. Um, yes. What's the horse for us to follow? Because we've asked Jackson painting the same thing at Adam Regari. They've given us one each. What's a horse, maybe not tonight, or it can be tonight if you're that keen on it, but what's a horse you think's got to win in it in the next couple of weeks, Kerry? Well, I mean, we've got Gliding Away's in tomorrow. Um, he's, a, he's a Kiwi. Um, we've had him, um, you know, had 10 starts. He's had three wins and um, six seconds and a, and a third. You know, he's, he's a very consistent horse for us. Um, so he's one to always watch. Um, he's in tomorrow. We think he's a good chance tomorrow as well. Um, but there's one other horse, the Black Onyx. is our three-year-old um, gelding. Uh, we've sort of got uh, a plan to take him up to Queensland, we think, for the derby up there. He um, he ran second in the APG final, you know, sitting in the test seat, um, doing it tough, and we were really happy with the way he performed. So he's, he's probably one to keep on the radar. Look, Kiri, we always appreciate your time um, and, and congratulations on the success Saturday. Good luck tomorrow, but most importantly, travel safe to Canberra tonight and good luck there. And please pass on our congratulations to young Leighton too because he's doing a really good job and a lot of people are starting to notice. Yeah, will do. Thank you, Mick. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. That's Kerry McDowell. So we've had a, a great show this morning. Jackson Painting is a new dad and a new Group 1 winning driver. That's... That's a hell of a month for anybody. Adam Regari had his first Group 1 training success, and 
Kerry McDowell has an issue getting her stable smaller. She had 23 about three months ago. She now has 30, so clearly she can't count all that well, but is loving every second of it. Harness racing today, well, we have uh, Newcastle is on during the day. So the first there goes at 12 minutes past one. Then we head to Canberra tonight. And tomorrow we have Menangle and then Albury on for the night meeting on the Tuesday night. Odds available for the two meetings today, tab.com.au. Then Saturday night at Menangle, it is state final night. The regional champions have been found. Who will be the state champion? We'll talk about that more later in the week. Brittany Graham will join us at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. Then I'll be back for winners around 10.30 on Friday morning and try and dissect all the form and the odds and give you a chance. Until then, have a great start to your week.